Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Recipe, a blue cheese podcast brought to you by Akrawi Day Radio. Um, <laughs> my name is what Salma. Else? What else? Hey, hey, don't laugh at my radio voice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Salma. I am your host for today and hopefully the foreseeable future. <laughs> I'll suck you, I'll suck you. Please. And with me is the chef himself. Yeah, Kiko, Chef Kicks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's been a very tiring week for me. I've been working. I've been working all day. And all week. Today, so before I came here, I was working. I'm really, really tired. But me too, I did work. Boss. I resumed work. I started cooking three times a day again. It's it's stressful. It's stressful. Yeah, especially with my children. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling them to buy your Mother's Day present. Charlie, Charlie. Deji, I beg you. Uh, okay. What's the most interesting thing you cooked this week since you just resumed? I would have said eating, but you don't eat your food. So. Yeah, 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 I eat check check. It was nice. Check, oh check, my the, God. Check, the check check was. What was your too. favorite check check? The one, the week. one at the the place where I said if you're running away from the kuti, your car axle go break. I did die in the corner of Ajigano somewhere. Oh my God! <laughs> Down the area. Is there road. any policemen listening to this? We are sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the most interesting thing I did this week was I did a crab and bacon um, roll. I saw those pictures. Yeah, so I was bored and I wanted to try something different since I'd been off a bit. So I got this crab from my seafood plug <laughs> and the crab was, it looked like, I think I posted a picture of it on my... It looked very luminescent. Exactly. So I tried to, for the first time, actually like remove all the meat from the crab. So I removed all the meat from the crab. I wanted to basically just mix that with big chunks of bacon and vegetables. I but promise I you, in the picture, it looked like egg. Yeah, I but, really but I was, I was. The reason why I couldn't put just the crab meat was that, um, it was like the lobster. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, it will be there, but it will get missing amongst so all the things. Exactly. So I thought I kind of put it together in a party. I added one egg yolk mm-hmm. just to try and like bind it all together and fry it as a party, mm-hmm. and then. When they're cooled down, I cut into pieces. That's mm-hmm. why it looks like egg. Oh, okay. I cut it into pieces and then mixed with the other stuff. It was fun. Cup, the cup says I have to do it again. So I can't try that because I will die. So please find me a replacement. Please and thank you. I'll, I'll figure something else. <laughs> I'll use, I don't know. I'll figure out something else. I don't know what interesting thing I ate this week. Cause tease it, tease it. This whole week tease I ate from home. Tease it, tease we didn't it. have tease it this week. Ha, wha, what? No, we did not. Wow, we are in a pandemic. <laughs> We didn't have teaser this week. Shout out to my mom and her teasers. <laughs> we didn't have teaser this week. We did try out a fufu machine thingy that got overheated and stopped working. Mom was like, this is crap. We're going Wait, back what? to pounding. What? You guys bought a fufu pounding my machine? My sister bought us a oh fufu pounding gosh. machine. Again, shout out to my sister. And <laughs> we tried to use it and it got overheated and it stopped working. You know that thing blenders do? I know. And it stopped working and mom was like, this is crap. She didn't literally say this is crap, but like, yeah, those were the sentiments. Like, I'll, I'll take Nate fufu over that. I, I hit me too you know i hate me too uh, yeah but the machine pounded okay the machine pounded one after you after you put it in and does all the wearing and stuff you actually have to take it out and sort of you have to turn it by yourself because it doesn't have the consistency of a food you still have to turn Charlie, it Charlie, either in an asanka or in a, a let's not like you're upsetting me i'm, so, I'm let's, sorry let's, so let's yeah let's not if somebody knows a food machine pl- plug <laughs> that actually works Please contact me. The industrial Thanks. one just freaks me out. 
yeah, the industrial one is scary. That was a little <laughs> home like, one. Everybody's touching your fufu. Yeah, it's bro. Like, and it's going allowed, through and it's going through oh stuff God. that everybody's stuff has let's, gone through. Let's, okay, let's move on to today's topic. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are talking about pork and alcohol. Yeah. I drink. You have to take the lead on all that stuff. So yeah, but pork and alcohol. Pork is not my, one of my mom's favorite things because of the smell. I make your mom like pork. She thought it was chicken. She, that's because she didn't cook it. She did not cook it herself. When she does, she hates it because the I, smell I, and all of that just puts her off. I do get her though. It does have a a different smell. It smells it like, smell like it's going meat. bad. It, yeah, you especially minced pork. Minced pork and is weird. And I can't weird. tell. It's, yeah. it's like, is it, am I cooking it right? Is it yeah. going bad? Is it not? Yeah. It's not bad. It's a... Uh, yeah. Let's just, okay. let's just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Um, fine. Yeah, so pork. But why, so why are we talking about pork today? Why pork? Um, pork is my second favorite meat to cook. Don't I forget al- about the alcohol aspect. So alcohol is also your favorite. Never mind. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Back to the point. So um, I always thought pork was my favorite meat to cook. I always thought that. But I figured out recently that it happens to be beef. I don't know why. But yeah, I figured out. Don't ask me. To be me fair, how. beef is your favorite the favorite thing of yours that you cook that I like. Does that sentence make sense? But yes, of all the meats that you cook that I like, I think beef. No, it's not beef. It's my not favorite what? is lamb. Why is my favorite lamb? Lamb jollof. Oh, that was amazing. I still do like beef though. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Why pork? Um because um when you say pork in Ghana, everybody thinks pork. Like Okay, my 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 main problem <laughs> with protein or animal protein in this country is that we do not cut the the animal up into parts. We just kill the animal and chop it up into a bunch of stuff. So it's not about that. So you go and buy like um, beef at the market, and then you have one rib, half a shank, some rib eye in the, like. When you cook a soup with that, you end up having meat that has different textures. And bro, it's weird for bro, me. Let's be fair. For the longest time, that's how I thought it was. <laughs> I, and I get it. I get it. But I feel like, especially for the kind of food we cook in Ghana, if we got cuts, it would make certain, like, would you certain cuts for certain meals? Okay. In the attempt to evolve Ghanaian food using, um, global techniques Mm -hmm. I have come to realize that that is a very integral part using the right part of the animal for the right dish will give you you can just repeat the same recipe you'd use with the pork you bought from the market which is just a bunch of chopped up stuff and then the pork where you use an actual part and you see the difference take for example there's parts of the pig used for stewing Mm -hmm. right that's um, parts of the leg and the arm they are tougher and stuff, so they are used for stewing. So when you, they are tough, so when you cook them for a long time, they break down and become nice. Mm-hmm. If you use a pork chop for stew, for stew, it can work, but you have to make the stew a particular way. If you use it to make a regular Ghanaian stew, you're just going to sit there and boil. And cook and the texture of the pork will become flaccid. It will, it will, <laughs> oh my god! You said flaccid. <laughs> it's not. I don't know if flaccid is the word. It, it loses the textural element of the meat, mm-hmm. right? But I suggested pork because there are so many different cuts of pork, and everyone has 
its own unique way of cooking it and everyone comes with its own flavor profile and each cuts depending on the flavor profile and the kind of muscle work that that part of the animal has done or the pig has done can be treated differently so uh, i wanted to use it as an avenue to attempt to educate some of us on what i feel are some of the most integral aspects of the, the integral parts of a pig and how we can use them to better improve some of our dishes if that makes sense it does yeah do you think um oh, yeah, and alcohol alcohol because yeah alcohol like <laughs> the same you no know, the same way one pig can have um multiple parts mm-hmm. the umbrella alcohol has so many different things under it so mm-hmm. you can have beer you can have wine you can have um whiskey vodka um vermouth different kinds of things you can have different kinds of alcohol under the alcohol the okay. umbrella this of alcohol. This leads literally to my next question. Do yeah. you think Ghanaians treat alcohol the same way they treat meat in general? Not necessarily. Mm. Not necessarily. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be elitist or anything, <laughs> but at least the people I hang around with, even when I used to drink with air quotes, very big air quotes, locals, <laughs> everybody then what they like, then the purpose we like the peppers that they drink, drink it for. It for so take so for example like when i maybe drink with blanc mm-hmm. um there are days when he wants to drink castle bridge mm-hmm. there are days when he wants to drink jensen mm-hmm. there are days when he wants to drink grandma mm-hmm. like there are days when he wants to drink i'll just mention i'll not mention the name that name is <laughs> but just what i'm saying uh-huh. i feel like with alcohol and like the higher you go in hierarchy or like the the, the, the depth class. of your bank account or social class. The more you actually fuck with the different versions of it. So I live with an auntie and uncle who drank Jindali almost every day. Jindali is, I think, some kind of South African wine. It's good to explain because I have no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's a kind of South African wine. They drank it almost every day. That was their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uncles who, when they come to family events, pull up with their own alcohol because they're not trying to come and drink no black label. They want to drink their blue label and their green label. So they come with their own alcohol. My, and fa- leave the rest my family members drink um, sparkling wine. Bro. I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, what's the, what's that one called? What's that particular sparkling wine called? I always, is it heaven? Probably. <laughs> Yeah. Your people are going to hate me after this episode. Probably. Okay. Very so likely. Besides, let's let's move on. <laughs> so yeah, basically, um, alcohol because it. Don't worry. As the podcast as goes go. on, I'll try and make the comparison so that you get what I'm talking about. Okay. So let's talk about the different cuts of pork. I have. I I swear I listen to you talk about this a lot, and I still can't completely grasp. I can understand some aspects of it. Like I get what's the rib and what's the pork chop and what but like it's still a lot more technical mm-hmm. than i'm ready to learn okay. so what are the different uh, cuts of the the pig is divided into four main sections right mm-hmm. okay five if if you take the head so there's oh, the head I remember, I remember my kitchen class they'll make you draw the pig and then do wow exactly miss darko i'm sorry but yeah <laughs> so there's the the head mm-hmm. the shoulder mm-hmm. the shoulder is basically um the trotter the front trotter in the front le- the arm or should i say the first leg the hoof no no the first you know how like a pig is on all fours uh-huh. the ones in front the one closer to the head mm-hmm. that's those are like basically the arms because okay. if you compare to a human those would be your arms, arms yeah, basically. so those like from the first trotter all the way up to somewhere like in the sternum middle mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. of the ribs that's the shoulder literally okay. what you would we'll call, call your shoulder, shoulder in a human being mm-hmm. yes and then um there's the belly mm-hmm. 
right? You know, there's the loin. The loin, the belly is the belly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you take the belly out, if you're looking at it as a human being, when you take the belly out, mm-hmm. what is left? The ribs. The ribs all the way to some of the ribs. Some of the ribs. All the way to the spine. Mm-hmm. That's the loin. Oh, okay. And then all the way to sort of like your hip bone. Mm-hmm. And then from the hip bone going all the way down to the leg of the pig, that's the the ham. Okay. Wait, so what's sirloin? I'm, I'm being I'm okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'll okay. Yeah. So um those are like the five main breakdowns of a pig, right? And then for the head, mm-hmm. I'll talk about the head last. Right. Because it has my personal my favorite cut of beef, a cut of pork is from the head. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that later. There's the the parts you can break the shoulder into so many parts. But the part I want to concentrate on is the trotter. Mm-hmm. Right? The spare ribs. Mm-hmm. And then the butt. What do you call the busting butt? butt. <laughs> you really have to explain. Because <laughs> so when yeah, you said butt, I, I really yeah. thought you were talking about the pig's butt. The butt is sort of like Spell, the shoulder. Spelled how? B-A- B-U-T-T. Okay. <laughs> right? It's the shoulder um, meat. I'm, I don't. I wish this was visual. If you so looking, if you guys can Google yeah, cuts the, of a pig. You see what? Uh, the, the, that's what's usually it's called pork shoulder. Yeah. Usually the bone and it works a lot, so it's a very tough muscle, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of fat in there, so it's used for... So let me just say, the trotters are basically... I like the trotters because I use them to make tonkotsu ramen. When I'm making ramen, I use... The pork trotters have a lot of collagen and gelatin and bone marrow and bone and stuff. So when you roast those and you make use that to make your pork stock, it's fantastic. It can give you... Like when you do it well, mm-hmm. you can get... Um, pork stock, which is like actually gelatinous, like jello. Yeah, well, whose or what are you to make jello? Exactly. Sorry if you didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah you can get, um, what do you call it, stock that is like jello, mm-hmm. right? If you use the right amount of hoods and stuff. I like to mix other things like spine bones and other things, but the main concentration is the the pork, the pork trotters, right? So, the, if you're making like a pork soup, Mm-hmm. And you want to increase the depth of flavor of the pork inside. Yeah, you can put pig feet either in the soup, or you can cook pig feet on the side. I think Ghanaians already do that quite a bit. So they make the stock, but they don't realize that they're making. That's why um, salted pig feet and dried fish or mackerel, smoked mm-hmm. mackerel, makes mm-hmm. incredible soup because of the amount of depth it adds. And it's not the kind of depth you think um, pork will smell like. Mm-hmm. It's very there but it's like it coats your mouth better it gives you a nice amount of technical stuff mm-hmm. but it just makes you enjoy the soup a little better okay so that's what the trotter is for the the spare ribs right i like that i think the first to fit for the shoulder is the first to fit vertebrae when you cut down from those those are the actual ribs mm-hmm. right so those ribs are like um they are not even because it's now coming from somewhere so it's like some are short and then become sort of bigger. Those ribs are not even, right? So there's, there's that, those spare ribs. Spare ribs, you can cook them low and slow to get, you know, your nice juicy, juicy, juicy ribs. <laughs> Glaze them with a lot of stuff. You know, you, you guys know. Okay, I don't know. I personally haven't had ribs I like outside of the ones I make. I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. But all the, all the ribs I buy are tough. Like, yeah, ribs, yes, they ribs, are. Ribs yeah. should be 
close to fall off the bone or fall off the bone. They if have, it, they're, they always, I always have to fight with it to get By the time I'm done, off. my mouth is tired. Like, what is this? I did not come to fight. I came to enjoy food. <laughs> so ribs, low and slow or smoke it, smoke it for six, seven hours, low and slow in an oven wrapped in foil, dry braise, one and a half to two hours, depending on the size of the ribs. Mm-hmm. You get nice, beautiful, juicy pork. Um, and then, the hawk. Now, I mean the bat. Now, the bat is... Um, stop smiling. You. Again, it's not the actual butt of the pig. The shoulder. <laughs> That's what is used for pork. Oh, okay. So, you braise that. Okay. Right? So, you um, some people smoke or grill the outside mm-hmm. and then wrap it or put it in the smoke and let it cook down. I like to dry braise my... I don't... I like the texture it gives me. I don't like the plenty liquid after it's after, yeah. because so you I, throw that away you yeah. don't actually use it sometimes you do Some, when there's seasoning and stuff and it, it stresses me out oh, okay. so I like to season my pork for the seasoning to stay yeah. in and so I don't use like liquid seasoning I dry brine so that the salt will go because a big chunk of meat mm-hmm. and if you saw just the outside by the time you get to the middle there's nothing, there's nothing yeah. so I do that and then I sort of I don't even sear it much I just put it on a grill for a bit to get like some nice smoke around it and then I wrap it in foil put it in an oven for three to four hours mm-hmm. let it get juicy shred that pulled pork okay. right so for the that, that's the that's the what I'm talking about for the shoulder for the loin that's where you get pork chops okay that's why the pork chops look like a a rib with meat at the end of it yes Basically, look like a bone with exactly. That's what that's what. Uh, hey, what's going on? Yeah, that's what. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for something. Yes, that's what the loin is. Mm-hmm. The loin is basically those things. The loin includes the tenderloin. Now, the tenderloin is the softest muscle in the body. Please take notes from this podcast onwards. <laughs> um, little information. Every animal has parts of its body that works, mm-hmm. right? So the thing about flavor <coughs> and muscle fibers, the more the muscle works, the more flavor it has, right? So if you can relate it to, let's say, um, what do you call it? Someone who works, works out in the gym. Mm-hmm. The guy who has been going to the gym, you can realize that his, his muscles are harder and stuff. So it's more things mm-hmm. right so it's like for something like that the only way to cook it is to cook it low and slow mm-hmm. right it's to cook it low and slow that's how you work mostly with muscles that are tough that do a lot of work their entire lifespan and then there are those which don't do much work but they do a little work they hold things up and stuff those are like the the steaks and the loin chops and they have, some of them are closer to they are close to the working muscle but not exactly the working muscle so they get a little extra flavor Right, and then there are the tenderloins. The tenderloins don't do anything; they just lie there. <laughs> so they are the most tender muscles in the body. They're like baby muscles; they don't do anything. Hence, tenderloin. Exactly, but because they just lie there and don't do anything, they don't develop any flavor. Okay. So to cook a tenderloin, you need to give it flavor. flavor. Right, with a lot of parts of pork, you don't really need to give it much. Salt, pepper, a little magic here and there, turmeric, black pepper, and um, different kinds of peppers you can mix things around a little help and it will be fine but a tenderloin will taste if you don't sorry for that sound <laughs> a tenderloin is going to taste weird if you don't season it right so it's bland yes as, as bland as you can think <clears throat> right so pork chops and then the tenderloin that's basically the loin mm-hmm. then we have now the pork chops 
there are two kinds, right? There's one where you cut the pork chops with the chine. The chine is a bone that goes from the end all the way to the spine, right? So the ones with the chine, when you have the chine on, because there's a bone, two um, perpendicular bones in it, you sorry, you can leave the skin and the fat on. Okay. But people, the problem is that when you go and get ribs at certain places in Ghana, they cut the ribs without the chine and then leave the fat and the skin on. So when you're cooking it, then your pork chop will kill. How do you spell chine? C-H-I-N-E. Okay. It's a it's a <coughs> like a plate of bone mm-hmm. that is attached to the spine and connects to the end of the pork chop. I honestly wonder how much Googling people do when they listen to the podcast. Because as I did hear stuff, mm. I did Google. So. <laughs> and then from the <laughs> loin, you can also get a French, like a, a loin roast. When you go to Max Mart, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like when you look in the place where I buy the pork, mm-hmm. there's this usually a big piece of pork that I always say I'll buy one day. The one I bought for George's thing. Yes, yes. That's a loin roast. Okay. So it's like a bunch of loins stuck together. Mm-hmm. So you and cook it that way, and then when you are rope. yes, okay. it's tied. It's tied with butcher's twine oh, okay. to make sure it's, it's sticks together. Uh, no, it stays no, together. no. So that you tie it with twine to make sure that it's even and it will cook evenly. It's not to stay together. They oh always, really? It's a bunch of meat, so it will stay together. Oh anyway. wow! Yeah. I've always had the wrong reason in my head. Exactly. <laughs> so there's the roast. Roasts are complicated because you need to know what you are doing. I, so I don't like doing roast because I still don't kind of fully get it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it well, you get a roast that has a nice coating outside. The middle is weird. So I think dry brine will work for that. I haven't tried it. I'll try that. Okay. And then um, the... Wait, we are still on cuts of, on the different cuts no, of pork, right? No, no, no. Oh, wow. It's, it's the most extensive part. And then after the loin, we go to the belly. The belly is my favorite part. The belly has a few ribs, right? And then the belly. Mm-hmm. Now, the belly is what they used to make streaky bacon. Okay. So there's back bacon and streaky bacon. bacon yeah. I think back bacon is made from loins. I'm not sure. But I think it's made from the loin. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it because it's too much fiber. <coughs> the interlayering between muscles and fats in the belly is perfect mm-hmm. for making bacon. So that's what bacon is made from. That's what um, a lot of Chinese food is made from. No, bacon is a cured product of pork belly. Mm-hmm. It's usually a value-added product for butchers because the belly is the cheapest cut of the pork. Okay. Funny how it's expensive in Ghana, but yeah. the belly is supposed to be the cheapest. Well, everything that's cheapest. supposed to be cheap outside is always expensive in Ghana, yeah. so that's fine. The cheap, the cheapest cut of the pig is the belly, mm-hmm. and to sell it like that, a lot of butchers lose a certain amount of money, so they change to bacon, so it's an, a value added product. Okay, like you can add that, and then you sell it at a higher price for a lot of farmers. That's what be- the belly is for, and then I like to use the belly. I like to not cure it, but like score the fats season it, let it cook in foil. The video I put up, the one I did, the tacos I did with the pork belly. Yes. That's what the, I like the, pick, the, let it cook. The video we did with Joey Dutch? Yeah. Let it cook low and slow and let all the muscle, the, the fat baste itself. And okay. Very nice. Yes, by the way, shout out to Joey Dutch. Yeah. Photo, photo G. Photo <laughs> G. Um, and then, the part I want to spend all the time on, the leg, the ham. <laughs> right? Now, <clears throat> the ham is the most it works the most in the pig so it has the most flavor mm-hmm. when you go and buy pork in ghana it's mostly leg the leg the ham it's not cured or anything it's mostly the ham mm-hmm. and that's why fried pork is annoying fried pork and yam because it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of muscle <laughs> and when there's no fat fried, in between when i think of fried pork and yam i think of mame 
<laughs> and F. <laughs> Mommy wants to blast the pork to space. And F wants to be F. F, F said what? That'd be all he go by. Yam and pork when he come out. Yeah. Or something. Yam and pork. Yeah. Now you see the ham, right? The ham is where everybody who knows ham. That's where the ham comes. Basically the whole leg. Mm-hmm. And they cure it. There's a way they cure it. Now, the way they cure it, they cure it with salt and then they hang it and it dries. And, and all of that. I'll get to that soon. Okay. Right. So, the, the leg usually has, now the top part of the ham has my favorite cut of pork. Now that's the sirloin. Okay, okay. The sirloin, you realize when I buy meat from Max Mart, my pork chops don't look like regular pork chops. Mm. They are wider. Yes. And there's more meat and there's more muscle, there's more fat between the muscles. muscles. That's the sirloin. Okay. So the sirloin is after the loin, mm-hmm. but before the, um, the ham. Yeah, before the thigh muscle. Sort of lies in between the, at least that's what my research said. If I'm <laughs> wrong, please correct me. But I saw him cut it, so I kind of remember where he cut it from. And those are wider and they are nicer and they work a little more than the so chop. So they have more flavor. flavor and there's more marbling, intermuscular fat between the mm-hmm. things. So when you cook that as a steak, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, why? basically we have the head. We have the... Now the head has different parts. But my favorite part I want to talk about from the head is the jowl. Now when you... People, a lot of people sell jowl meat, but they don't know. There are these very orange pork thing they sell on the roadside. And yes. the pork is like super orange. You know, do <clears throat> When you see, you think it's fat. When you bite, it's not fat. It's, that's pork jowl. Now, I don't like pork jowl. I like guanciale. Now, guanciale is basically baking made out of pork jowl. That is the secret ingredient for making carbonara. And that is why I never make carbonara. Because I'm not going to use baking oh. to make carbonara. For, for our audience, please explain what carbonara is. Carbonara is a pasta dish. It's a creamy pasta that dish is. made with egg yolks and other stuff. Oh, okay. There's later, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yeah. So, but a lot of talking. Just a lineup of the different cuts without the explanations. So, yeah, there's the head. Mm-hmm. There's the ham. Mm-hmm. There's the loin. Mm-hmm. There's the belly. Mm-hmm. And then there's the shoulder. Mm-hmm. They all have different cuts within there, but they are essential parts. As we continue, I'll yeah give you a little breakdown of those things. Okay, so like you said, here in Ghana, we don't really cut according to the different cuts. But why is it usually done that way? It's done that way because every cut has a different way you cook it, right? Now, if it's a steak or a chop, the way the best way I know how to cook it is pan sear it. Or grill it very mm-hmm. high heat so it starts cooking the you get a nice crust outside you put it aside to rest and then you allow the residual heat from the outside to cook it through you get a nice juicy piece of meat mm-hmm. cut it right and you are, you are good to go the shoulder is a tougher muscle so mm-hmm. you need to work it a different way low moist heat or low dry heat for a long period it will break the intermuscular tissues better the ham you treat it different you don't just cut it up and fry it. It's not. It's not. That's, you should have seen him roll his eyes. Right. Don't don't do that. Don't. Can we just stop doing that? There are other parts. I don't even understand why people deep fry meat, which is in cubes. Because when you the only that thing that is I, my mother's Christmas meat you are talking about. Bro, the only thing I agree that you should deep fry is a big chunk of meat. So you deep fry it and then it cooks and then after 
that you cut into pieces. When you cut meat into little pieces and deep fry it, you are giving you need multi-directional heat to the meat. Everything is going to seize. Yeah, that's so why the, it's so hard. Exactly. Because there's no space for it to actually take to cook the meat. Once the meat touches it, it's going to seize up. My mother said Christmas for her is beef that they've chopped up small, small, small and fried. So it's plenty in the bowl like popcorn. You just come and take it. I would rather deep fry a big piece of meat. Let it sit. And then Get chop it, that up. And then chop that up into little pieces. You I would always like to get, try it. Exactly. You <laughs> o- that's like a cubed steak, basically. basically. And I, I have tried deep fried steak and that's cool. So, like, different cuts because you don't cook the same thing the same way. So, mm-hmm. the different ways you cook the different things will help you get the best result out of them. So that you don't, when you are trying to eat a pork chop, you know you are trying to eat, like, a pork steak. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to eat a tenderloin, you know you cut into a tenderloin, it looks like a filet mignon, and you eat that as a kind of nice, soft, tender steak. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you are doing um, pull, pull, pull pork, you want your pork to have actual texture. You don't want something that has too much fat that when you put it in your mouth, it melts. It shouldn't melt. It should melt, but there should be some texture. Do you you, should, you, should, you shouldn't just, you shouldn't melt your mouth like cheese. There should be some amount of... There's a little amount of give to make you enjoy what you're eating. Like pull pork. Pull pork is tender, but you can still taste that you're chewing meat. Exactly. Without it being like you're eating spam. Okay. Again, another thing we don't have here in Ghana is grades of pork. Um, apparently, every pork is every pig, sorry, is grown differently. Every based. breed. So, um, wow, we haven't really done a lot of comparison to alcohol. Oh my god! Yes. Okay. So let's do that. Okay. Please for let's, let's 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 start it this way. Okay. You know, with the let's grades do, we can do that. Okay, with the grades we can, we can do, do that. that. So talk about the grades of pork. Yeah. In relation to alcohol. Yes. So take, for example, um, Johnny Walker series. Okay. There's red label, there's black label, there's gold label, there's platinum label, there's green label, there's blue label. There's green label? Yeah. Actually. Everyone is a grade. Do you know what I'm saying? So as you are going up, see him. <laughs> as, you, as you are going up the the chain it gets more expensive because yes. more care and attention is given to the process of creation of creating the alcohol okay. same thing with the pig there are grades of pig, of of pigs right from the the kind of texture the the meat will be the way the the uh, animal is raised mm-hmm. right so there's like regular pork that we get out here and then there are people who farm a specific species of pork mm-hmm. and then there's pork from a certain particular area so take for example if we're grading let's give like three or four grades of pork there's regular local Ghanaian pork that we buy at Nunga market that would be let's say grade one there could be pork which is raised one species only maybe they raise the they bring them all from one father so the genes are like distinct mm-hmm. that could be great too it would still come out as um regular to some extent pork, pork right but they feed them the way every animal be fed and everything but because it's done a certain way the grade is higher so you can sell it for a higher price the marble will be a little better because you choose the right kind of kind of like buying of a dog kind of exactly right mm-hmm. so then there will be um pork which is fed entirely on like greens for the entire life 
That's okay. also a different kind of grade because oh, okay. to give a different kind, kind of, of taste and texture and to the meat. And then there's the king of all of them, which nobody's better than. That's Iberico, pork Iberico. I mentioned that in the last episode. So now pork Iberico is... I, I, we have an episode for steak, but that's later. So I don't know if I can talk about Wagyu, but if you're going to say... You can you can give an example. So like with the with the way with the Johnny Walker series, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I think Blue Label is the top. Like Blue Label is the top 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 top, right? Let's of the see. Johnny Walker series is on mm-hmm. top. It's expensive. It's aged longer. It's better care is given to it. My dad is a Blue Label fanatic, <laughs> so I think it's one on top. It's the same thing. Like with all things, with like a car. Right mm-hmm. with the Benzes, there's the SLS is the one on top. Like SLS be the boss of all the Benzes mm-hmm. in terms of luxury, and then the like there is a Maybach and stuff. You get it. So it's like the highest label is red. Yeah, they're different colors. Okay. The labels are done with colors, right? Yes. But with pork Iberico, it's 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 only farmed in a certain place in the world, mm-hmm. right? And they are farmed so well that they are. Meat is priced. Mm-hmm. It's the most. It's like the most prized meat you can get, and the same way you age. Um, how do you say it? You age whiskey, whiskey and other things. Ham is aged at different rates. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So before I talk about aging, there are three ways, three main ways in which you can eat um, meat, like pork. Let's just yeah, pork for now. You can have it fresh. Go to the market, it's killed. Mm-hmm. Allow a regular to pass. The animal is fine, you sell it fresh. That's like beer. Mm-hmm. Right? Beer is not made to be aged. You can age beer. There are people who do it, but... Beer is really. awful. Beer is so, so awful. So, but it's like beer. Then do As it's being done, it's being drunk. It's being drunk, yeah. Right? So that's how, like, fresh pork is. And then there's cured pork. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is the hams, the salamis, the bacon. They're usually done with an agent of salt. So it takes out water. Mm-hmm. Right? And then that preserves the outside. And then certain chemical factors happen. And then the meat ages. And, and because it loses water, the flavor of the meat intensifies. Okay. Right? But that's done over a long period of time. It's a slow... How long? Something like American pork can be cured for up to 30 months. Is that like standard? No, that's not standard. What's standard? But I think standard is like four months or something. Okay. It still takes a while. It still takes a while. Yeah, I just to want to know age, like what's the shortest yeah. amount of time. I think I, I think standard is four months. Okay. To you age it and then that's like regular ham and then like the one they sell in the supermarkets and stuff. Sometimes they accelerate the process with things, but let's not get into that. My heart will hurt. Right? And so there's ham and stuff, baking and all those things. And then there's dry age. Mm-hmm. Now, dried is a little different. Whereas, um, curing, curing is done with the help of salt, mm-hmm. dry aging is done in a special membrane or in a special container which just constantly removes water from the meat. Okay. Now, you can dry age beef, but beef has less water content, so you can dry age beef for longer. So you want to, if you want to dry age pork, you dry age pork for a shorter period. So I think standard beef... Because it has more water? Yes. The more water it has, the, it's like you put it in a refrigerator or in an, a, a temperature-controlled room. Mm-hmm. If there's more water, it's more likely to spoil. Do you understand? If mm-hmm. I have to take out two kilograms of water from a piece of meat, it's easier than to take out four kilograms of water. The oh, okay. two extra kilograms could spoil the process before it gets there. Gets so when you're dry aging pork, you dry it for, I think, 
two weeks, and then standard dry age for beef is thirty five days. Oh, okay. Just yeah. so that you can dry age it, but dry aging is like aging whiskey. Okay. It's, it takes time, like you, you. It takes time and treatments and care, and yeah. you have to treat it a particular way to get a particular outcome. Right. No, I think yeah. Dry aging will be for whiskey. Dry aging will be for something like um, vodka. I don't know if vodka is aged. Is vodka but it's aged? Still, it's still kept for a, a period. Like, okay. as much as you want, dry aging is not as long as, um, right? So if I'm talking about whiskey that's been aged for 30 years, that's more like ham. Okay. Where you leave it to the, the environment after you do certain things to it, you allow it to like age and get better over time. Mm-hmm. Right? But dry aging is shorter. It's it's kind of the same thing, but shorter. So it gives you a more in your face intense burst in a shorter period of time. Okay. So and it doesn't have salt everywhere. It's okay. the actual concentrated flavor of the meat. Okay. So question: There's the fresh one, which obviously you cook. Do you, would you still cook the cured and the dry aged? It depends. Pork is very good. Nobody cooks it. Really? It's too, yeah. It's too pristine. It's, so it's, you you eat like that? It's cured. You can eat bacon raw. Okay. 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 You, yeah, you can eat bacon raw. Okay, I get that. Okay. So, um, yeah, I would have liked to talk about Iberical pork, but it's long. If I start talking, we're not going to finish right you, now. Can so you me. summarize? Iberical pork is basically the Iberical pig. Uh-huh. It's meat from the Iber- Iberical pig. Mm-hmm. And they are grown in, they are raised in a place called Dehesa. The what? The Hesa. It's a mountainous place which has a, a nice mixture of greens and acorn trees. So now, they have as, a very specific diet. Yes. As they are growing, the, the first few months they feed on greens and stuff. Then the, the latter months of their life, mm-hmm. that's when, so you plant them more and then that's when the acorns are dropping. So they eat a lot of the acorns and that gives their meat a characteristic nutty flavor. Mm-hmm. And even among the pork iberico, they are still grades. <laughs> Actually. Yes. So, like, there are grades for everything. Every layer. Has a grade. And then there's the way, they, how old it is, what kind of, like, is it a pure, pure breed Iberico or is it mixed with some other one? It's, it's, it's a whole complicated science. Like, so pork, like, basically, the reason I chose pork, it's a very complicated subject that I feel like needs to be addressed. It's mm-hmm. not just yam and pork. It's not just... <laughs> Cut the tortoise tort- up and then you are done. It's a or pig feet in soup, exactly. or it's not just that. It's a whole. It's a, it's a whole complicated process. Which once we understand, once we understand, we'll be able to like give ourselves a better appreciation for the different cuts of pork. Okay, so let's do this. Let's take typical Ghanaian dishes. Mm-hmm. Which now I'm thinking about, it doesn't have as much variety as you mm-hmm. would think, but. Mm-hmm. Let's take typical Ghanaian dishes and the cuts of pork that would you would use instead of the general, just, just put pork inside. Okay. So if I was making like a pork stew, mm-hmm. right, I would use either shoulder mm-hmm. or make pieces out of the ribs and cook them. Why? Because the meat is tougher. So as the stew is cooking, it, that slow moist heat will break down all the connective tissue and I'll get a nicer texture meat okay. for my stew. Okay. Right? What about... If I was making yam and pork... Okay, I'm pork. I would use either the sirloin or the chop. Because it's soft. It's soft and juicy. And, and you can chewy. stick it and cut it. And then the recipe I'm even going to give you can even use for yam and pork. Okay. If I was doing a sandwich, I would either use the shoulder and then sort of braise it and get pulled pork. 
or I can cut, like I can make like a steak sandwich out of um, the chop or the sirloin, cut nice steaks out of it, or have your ham sliced into nice thin sheets, mm-hmm. and then you like the like when I'm making like a club, yeah, and then arrange those to make a sandwich. If I was making soup. Um, soup, I would use that's when you use the thyme meat or the trotter. Mm-hmm. The trotter will give the extra flavor, and then you use the thyme because the thyme meat or the shoulder will stay in the soup for a long period. Because so our soups go for exactly. a while. That's why you can leave some of the, the skin on top. Mm-hmm. So that skin will also becomes soft. So if you like pork skin, that will be a way to enjoy it. You can, um, something like pork skin is a, pre- a prized possession from, I think, Mexico, where they do chicharrones, which is basically deep fried pork skins. And but a lot of Ghanaians like pork skin. Yeah, but they don't, they haven't had chicharrones. That's my problem. How do we like pork skin and we don't have chicharrones? We we like, well then again, lots of things we like that we don't have, but we don't have anyway. We like pork skin, but we like it sort of as part of, oh okay, we are eating the pork and the pork skin day day. Because yeah. in your mind, the pork will be one. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> Until you met me, you, you really didn't, not even you didn't care to even know, bro. I wasn't interested in pork. exactly. My mom, you know, my mom doesn't cook pork in the house. Nobody cares. A lot of people, let's just say, a lot of people don't care to know. So it's like, do you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah. Ha. Huh, okay. We've said a lot today. Mm. I, I I really really hope everybody's able to get it. Please ask questions. You can like send us DMs. Send and us stuff. DMs. Interact with any of the accounts that have posted the links. We we legit want to. We can't cram all the information we need to cram into one podcast. So this is sort of like an avenue to start conversations. So if you have any conversation, you have any questions, you have any contributions, you have any additions. It doesn't matter how absurd you think the question or the statement or whatever if is. You, if you teach us something new or you ask something interesting, we could we would actually talk about it in the next episode of the podcast because exactly. we legit value the feedback. And yeah. Okay. It's time for the recipe for today. Okay, so for the recipe, um, a lot of y'all just be like, Oh, we <laughs> like some nice boys, and she has a nice boys, and Frederick, stop talking. Kiko, stop talking. If you talk... Is this an imitation of my voice? I always thought your voice sounded very childish. I always used to tell you that. Yes, well, shame but on you. Apparently, the world thinks you sound... Shame chale, on chale, chale, you. Chale. They have not been suffering the way you are making me suffer. <laughs> so, by the way... For that, I realized that maybe we should we, we decided actually <laughs> to give Salma her own time to <clears throat> give you guys your nice. Let me things. clear my throat. <coughs> so Salma will be reading our recipes for the week from now on, and I'll be here to give the ad libs. <laughs> so like the true Migos fan that you are. Screw screw. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so it's time for the recipe. Today's recipe is butter honey habanero. Pork sirloin chops. That's that's a mouthful. So I use that because okay, I wanted to be a little annoying this time. <laughs> Before we go, pork chops oh is not God. the same as chopped pork. Ish. Please, I beg you. Ish. A pork chop is a cut of pork. Chopped pork is <laughs> chopped up pork. It's <laughs> not the same. Has somebody been stressing you out? Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. Okay. No, they are not. So they are sirloin. Um, pork sirloin chops. No, no, no. Yes. 
or celery sticks. So. Or celery sticks. Okay. Yeah. So this is a recipe we developed because chef wanted to elevate his signature honey habanero wings. They are amazing, by the way. Ended you ended up making the perfect complement to his black pepper and turmeric pork sirloin sticks. You can also use pork chop you can also use pork chops if you don't or if you don't have or can't find sirloin sticks. So for this the ingredients are one sirloin steak, green habanero peppers, which are basically the normal normal green peppers that we buy at the markets, garlic, ginger, red onions, butter, honey, turmeric, black pepper, salt and soy sauce. Soy sauce. <laughs> the process so the first thing you do is you take note of the direction in which the muscle fibers are running and you note it down. You place your steak on a chopping board or plate and you coat it all over with a bit of dark soy sauce. You mix salt, turmeric and black pepper into a bowl and taste it to make sure it's the exact mixture that you want and you sprinkle that all over the steak and allow it to sit. Next you grind your habaneros your ginger, onion, garlic, and salt in a mortar and pestle or an asanka, basically. You you want to use a mortar and a pestle or an asanka because it grinds better. When you use a blender or a food processor, it's just cut fine. it up into little pieces. So it's too fine? No, not even about too fine. It just chops it up. Okay. When you use an asanka, you force oils and stuff out of the seeds. Oh, so the, the process. So, the so process. it gives you a better, more full-bodied um, pepper flavor. Oh. Yeah. Our grandmother's new. Yeah. <laughs> you place a pan on high heat and allow to get ripping hot. His words, not mine. <laughs> now add about two tablespoons of your oil of choice, any oil you want. Yeah. Okay. So you place your pan on high heat first because oil, the oil in the pan heat up at different rates. If you put your pan and oil on the fire at the same time, by the time you add your pork chops, the oil is burning. Mm-hmm. And then you may have a weird nasty taste at the back of your pork. And also try and use a high smoke point oil so that it doesn't burn as quickly. So no olive oil, none of that. <laughs> use peanut oil, um, regular vegetable oil, sunflower. Those ones have a higher smoke point so that rapeseed oil, wow. Those ones have a higher um, smoke, smoke points point so that the oil doesn't burn quickly and give you a nasty taste okay so next you place your steak into the pan laying it away from you because of the oil splash basically yeah. you allow it to cook untouched for two minutes and 30 seconds you can time that on each side so each side two minutes 30 seconds you take out and allow it to rest for 10 minutes uncovered okay so this is the most important part of cooking something like a steak rest you are going you are going to expose the meat to a very high source of heat so the meat is going to contract it's going to be like oh my god the meat is going to li- literally going to do that you need to let it rest so that it will allow all the muscle fibers and stuff to relax and then redistribute all the juices so that it doesn't burn you when you cut it so after the meat has rested cut the meat across the grain of the direction the muscle fibers were running remember we took note of that in the beginning this is to make sure you have shorter muscle fibers so your meat is tender and also easier to chew now in a wok or a frying pan for you people who don't have woks in your homes, you put your wok on high heat, pour on a solution of 50 milliliters of water and as much honey as you want, allow it to come to a boil and then add in the habanero sauce. After boiling for a minute, whisk in your butter and allow it to go for another minute. Turn off the flame and throw in your sliced pork chops. 
toss and allow to sit for 10 minutes. You can serve this with rice or any carb of your choice or yam. <laughs> or throw it into a sandwich with coleslaw and fried plantains. You could also work for a salad, I think. Yeah, it could, yeah. It, it could work for a salad, but I don't know. Maybe I, I treat my pork very different from salad. <laughs> okay, so. so that's basically the recipe for today. It has been fun talking about the different kinds of pork. I'm, I'm sorry I don't have enough time. I'll, I'll find... I'll, okay, so what I'll do is I'll find time and create a thread on Twitter. Yeah, I think you should talk yeah. a little bit more about how harm is cured as well. Yeah, I'll create I'll create multiple threads on Twitter and then try and find a way to make a graphic for Instagram also so that we can share that and then you guys can get the full breadth of the information I was trying to give in the episode. If there's any particular thing about pork that we haven't addressed or you have any questions about pork, how to cook it, ways to cook it, anything, just let us know. Uh, our handles, blue cheese, the blue cheese underscore on twitter and on instagram on instagram is two underscores yes yes on instagram is the blue cheese with two underscores we'll, we'll try and fix it <laughs> so yes thank you for joining us today but thank you for joining us today this has been chef kicks with his plenty english <laughs> and this has been salma with her very lovely voice thank you all Peace for listening out <laughs> goodbye <laughs>